0: Going to read once again tonight from the 23rd Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, and reading from the opening verse. We were in this Psalm last week. Uh, For those of you who were able to be here or were listening in, uh, we return to it tonight. Psalm 23, reading from verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And we know that the Lord will bless the reading of his word uh, to our hearts. We're thinking about these words, the first four verses last week, and of course, the thought was of the shepherd. This is the Shepherd psalm, and the good shepherd, and that was the thing that we were thinking about, particularly in these opening verses of the psalm. We go on tonight to the final verses of the psalm, verses 5 and 6, as we've read together tonight, we have considered these verses, and we want to look at them just now. Verses 5 and 6 of the Psalm 23. And we come to look at the gracious shepherd, the gracious shepherd. How gracious is our Lord? And, of course, that has been the experience of believers down through uh, the centuries of time that the Lord is most gracious to us in our various walks of life. And here we see in these verses something of the gracious shepherd. Some believe in looking at these words here, there's a change of metaphor from the shepherd and his sheep to the host and his guest. But that is not necessarily the case. You look at the words here, and of course it's a continuing theme that is carried on through the psalm. I don't think there is a valid argument for the change of metaphor. Thou preparest a table before me, verse 5 says, in the presence of mine enemies. Table doesn't necessarily refer to a piece of furniture as we would Uh, think of a table today used in the sense that we use it or in the way that we use it. For the word simply means something spread out. Flat places in the hilly country were called tables. And sometimes the shepherd stopped the flock at these tables, allowing them to eat and to rest. As they headed for the fold. The psalmist in Psalm 78. And verse 19 said this. By way of question. Can can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And of course the response. To that is in the positive. Because as we go through the wilderness of this world. How often. Have we found that table spread for us and that provision made for us as we go through the journey of life. And after each difficult day's work, the aim of the shepherd was to bring the flock safely back to the fold where the weary sheep could safely rest for the night. Sometimes at the fold, the shepherd would spread out food in a trough because sheep lie down and rest after they have eaten. And as they slept, they would be protected by a stone wall that surrounded them. And the shepherd himself would sleep across the opening in the door, offering further protection to the sheep as they lay down to rest. The word of God says there concerning the good shepherd, the Lord himself, in the 10th chapter of John's gospel. You read there verses 7 to 9 of John 10. You read these words. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door. Of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The Lord is the door of the sheep. He's there offering his protection for his people. And during the night, the thieves and dangerous animals might approach the fold, but there was no way they could reach the sheep. You know, the Lord, through the course of our lives, doesn't always remove the dangers, but he does help us to overcome them and not to be paralyzed by fear because he is there to protect us. He is there to oversee. He is there to preserve his people. And of course, this is what it means to be more than conquerors through him that loved us. Have peace in the midst of danger, in the midst of the storms of life. You remember the Lord even when The waves were turbulent and the tempest was strong. He was on board the ship. And he it is, he it was that said to the storm, peace be still. And there was calm in the midst of the storm. Remember there's a storm going on in your life tonight. In your circumstances, in your situation, the Lord comes to you tonight to bring peace in the midst of the storm of your life and of your circumstances. I love that chapter, Romans 8, and of course, we could read down that chapter and receive much blessing and help, I'm sure as you've often done, but I was thinking about verses 31 to 39. And there's some lovely words there. What shall we say to these things, verse 31? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. Who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It's a whole series of questions here. It's a sermon or many sermons, in fact, if you were to take them, but you note down the or underline the questions here. Verse 35 is one of them Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And here we have it. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. He was persuaded of this. Persuaded of this. Absolutely certain that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a gracious shepherd we have, who loves us, who cares for us, who protects us, who watches over us, continually, just as a shepherd watches over the sheep. The Lord's eye is upon us. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And of course, the shepherd would examine the sheep as they entered the fold. He would be sure that none of them was bruised or injured or sick from eating a poisonous plant. And to the hurts, he applies the the soothing oil. For the thirsty, he had the large two-handled cup filled with water. He would give them a refreshing drink. He uh, He would apply the oil to the heads of the sheep, to their horns, to help keep the flies and other insects away. And the sheep, knew that they were safe and they could sleep without fear. How thankful we are in our lives as God's sheep that we have upon us the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit and we have available to us that continual refreshing that causes us to be renewed and revived as we walk through the wilderness of this world. You see, the Lord is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. He is also Jehovah Mekedesh, the Lord who sanctifies. And we were thinking about some of the other Jehovah's last week as we looked through the psalm. And here's another couple for your consideration tonight. But as we look to the end of the psalm verse 6 we have those wonderful verse those wonderful words surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever the conclusion of the psalm surely goodness the reference is to that which is good and pleasant and beautiful, God is good. How often we have said that as Christians. How often we have made that comment to somebody else who has experienced the goodness of God and we have said to them, God is good. And he is. And we experience God's goodness every day of our lives, every moment. That we live. When we get out of bed in the morning and put our feet on the ground, we experience God's goodness through the course of our lives. God's presence and grace. That's the thought here. Surely, goodness. God is present with His people. In fact, He's everywhere present. We use that term omnipresent. That simply means he's everywhere present. And the grace of God is manifested toward us. The free, undeserved, unmerited favor of God. That's grace. And we have experienced that grace. But then this verse goes on. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Even when David found himself in life threatening situations. And recently I've been reading, in fact, I'm just finishing reading the books of Samuel, first and second Samuel. And you think about the hard and harrowing experiences that David went through from Saul. And also from Absalom, his own son. And yet, he experienced the goodness and mercy of God through all of these things. Through thick and thin, in every extremity of life, God's blessings were with David. He knew the blessing of the Lord. Even though he failed in many occasions, he faltered grievously too. Yet the Lord never failed. The Lord was with him. And thus, on a triumphant note, David wrote, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Even death would serve David's greater good, which would usher him into the immediate presence of the Lord, where he would dwell forever with the Lord. Isn't that so true? Just at the weekend, dear lady, I'd been visiting her over the last year and I was, before I retired, Ballygan. Got to know her very well and visit her going through cancer treatment and all of that. She passed into the presence of the Lord. And I, I know that in those last days of her life, she desired to be in the Lord's presence. She desired to dwell in the house of the Lord. That's where she is tonight. She's in the presence of the Lord forever. She will dwell forever with the Lord. And as we have read there in Romans 8, nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. Death cannot separate us. Death is an enemy, but it cannot separate us. From the love of Christ. I don't if you know if you've read anything of Harry Ironside. I've read a lot of Harry Ironside during my ministry and benefited a lot from reading Harry Ironside. He was a noted preacher at Moody Church in Chicago, the windy city as it's known, of course. He told the story of a troubled woman who once came to him fearful that she was being followed by two men. She said these two men, as we would put it today, were stalking her. Whenever she left her apartment, the two men would trail her, or so she thought, what was she to do? And she came to Dr. Ironside with this problem. Ironside quickly sized up that these two men were imaginary figures figments of her imagination. But wishing to comfort her, he replied, there's nothing to worry about. These two men are different servants sent to help him and sent to help you. And then he turned her to this psalm and to verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow thee all oh, the days of thy life. Thy will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And he showed her these words, and he sent to her, in assuring her, these two men are called goodness and mercy. And their job is to help you. Oh, she said, Dr. Arnside, I'm so content with the explanation. I'll never worry about it anymore. Would to God all believers would be so simple in their faith. Believing that the goodness and mercy of God are always present to bless us. To be with us. Since God is the good shepherd, as we noted last week in the first four verses of this psalm, he's also the gracious shepherd, as we note here in the final verses of the psalm. He's always near to care for us. And may our hearts be at peace tonight and always. The sufficiency of Christ in the life of any believer is astounding. A matter of great comfort and encouragement to us. Whenever a person has Christ in their life, they have everything they need because Christ is everything. Christ is everything. and sometimes we can't see that. And just in recent days I've been dealing with someone who's suffering greatly from the most awful depression. And depression is a very dark place to be in. And some Christians and even some preachers And I'm a preacher myself, don't really appreciate it. But early in my ministry, I suffered a lot from terrible depression. And I do know a little bit about it, from what I endured then. And thankfully, I haven't over many years had those same problems, but it's a dark place to be in. And there are many people in that place, believers, And this person wasn't answering his phone, and obviously I was concerned, and then eventually just yesterday, he answered his phone again and said, I've been in a dark place. I knew he was, because he'd been there before, and there are many people in that place. And they can't shake themselves out of it. Never say to a depressed person, shake yourself out of it, because they can't. Only the Lord can help them. Only the goodness and mercy of God prevailing upon them can see them through in the midst of that. Because the Lord is able to meet our every need. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So there's an inexhaustible resource there, including dealing with depression and many other things as well. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the creator and sustainer of all, the infinite God who can meet whatever needs we have, And this is the central theme of this psalm, Psalm 23. Which is a source of grace to every child of God. Because of the indwelling Christ in believers' lives, they will never lack anything they truly need within the will of God. Christ is their peace. Christ is their protection in every situation. Their guard and their guide in all that they do. And what a blessing it is, dear friends, for every believer pictured here as a weak sheep. Sheep are weak creatures. Anybody who deals with sheep or has dealt with sheep will know that and understand that. Pictured here also as a weary traveler, to know that Christ is that good and gracious shepherd. He is sufficient. To meet our every need. Paul said our sufficiency is of God. The Bible speaks of the sufficiency of divine grace. Christ is the full source and abundant supply for meeting every need we have. Because he is our all-known. He is our Lord, And wonderfully and gloriously will we will meet our shepherd in heaven. One day we'll meet him. Some of our loved ones have already met him. And one day we her are saved are going to meet him too. We're going to meet the shepherd. We'll be taken up with him now. No doubt we will meet our loved ones there who have gone before, yes. And people often ask me about that, about relationships in heaven and all of those things. But our focus will be on Christ. Our main focus will be on Christ, the good shepherd, the gracious shepherd. May God Bless his word or our hearts. I trust it's been a help to you, looking at the psalm, as we've done over these past couple of Wednesday evenings. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Seek the Lord's face for blessing, pouring of a spirit upon the work, and remembering God's servant, continue to pray for his healing and restoration, and that the Lord will touch him and restore them and remember the work of God here and the needs and those who are sick and those who need the Lord and the work that's been going on tonight on the children and young people and also in the Sunday school and the Lord's Day and all the other meetings of the church the work of God here in Crossgar. God will work and move in a mighty way across our land too there's missions going on present in Randallstown and I know there's one Coming up soon, maybe and carried off with Aaron Higginson and, and we pray for the work of God that God will move and, and work in a mighty way for his praise, for his glory. Let's seek the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we come to thee tonight. We thank thee for the word of God to our hearts. We thank thee for this wonderful Psalm. What a blessing it is to think about the good shepherd, to think about the gracious shepherd. And how gracious you are to us, even in every avenue of our lives and in every challenging situation. There's such comfort you give to us and consolation when we need it most. And Father, even when we don't uh, realize it, uh, underneath and round about are the everlasting arms. The eternal God is our refuge. And Father, we do pray that you'll bless this congregation Lord, we pray in the absence of their pastor at this time, you'll be, uh, Lord, overseeing them and watching over them and blessing them and sustaining them and helping them, even as, uh, Lord, they continue in the work and as different preachers preach on Lord's days. We pray that thou wilt use the, the servants of God in the preaching of the Word, and we pray, Father, that souls will be brought in under the sound of the gospel, We know a mission was held not that long ago and people were reached then and we pray that others will be brought into the services on the Lord's day and we pray, Father, that uh, the seed sown will yet yield a harvest uh, in these days and we're still in harvest time and we pray that there'll be a harvest of souls here in Crossgar. We pray that thy blessing will be upon the work of God in a mighty way. We pray that the Spirit of God will move Hearts will be touched. Men and women will be saved, young people, boys and girls, in the children's meeting tonight and in the youth meeting and in the Sunday school and the Lord's dance. All the meetings of the church will be blessed and used of God to the salvation of souls. We ask of thee, Lord, that thou will come and that thou will bless, that thou will move in a mighty way. We pray that the windows of heaven will be opened and the showers of divine blessing will fall upon the work of God here. Remember thy servant, continue thy touch upon him. Help him just to take the necessary time that's required to recover fully. And we pray that, Lord, you'll help him to realize you have said in your word, come ye apart and rest away. And we pray that though it's, no doubt, frustrating for him at times, that he will know the peace, the presence of the Lord, bless his wife and his family and encourage them at this time too. And we pray, Lord, that, when he is fully uh, fit again, that he will be restored to the ministry and uh, pulpit ministry and pastoral oversight of the congregation here. We pray, Lord, that thou wilt bless the elders and committee and undertake for them. And we pray that every member and friend of the church will know the blessing of God upon them. And we pray that the Spirit of God will work in this district, in the outlying area, in the crosscar itself. And, Lord, we pray that many souls will seek the Lord. Bless those who are not well, not able to be out. Lord, we pray for thy touch upon them. Others maybe who have grown cold, restore unto them the joy of thy salvation. Family members that are not seen. Lord, save them. We ask of thee. Bless the work of God right across the land. Lord, we pray that you'll meet the need. We pray especially, Lord, for Israel tonight. Remember, Lord, that land. Lord, we pray that thou wilt deal with the enemy who's come in. And Lord, it's come in like a flood. But Lord, we cry to thee that thou wilt raise the standard against them. Turn uh, the people of the land of Israel to thee, that the veil will be taken from their hearts, that they will behold the Messiah. Lord, thou hast told us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray for that tonight. pray for those bereft of loved ones as a result of the slaughters taken place. O God, undertake for these people, many of them in darkness. Lord, may thy light shine in. And there are thy people there in that land too. We pray that thou will make them effective witnesses for thee at this time. O God, answer prayer for the land of Israel, we pray at this time. And for this world of ours, O God, come, we pray of thee, and visit us with a mighty worldwide heaven sent, revival. We know the coming of the Lord, draweth nigh. we look at Scripture, we look at Israel. We see what's happening. And Lord, we look toward thy coming, thine appearing. And so, Lord, help us to be looking up for our redemption, draweth nigh. We pray in Jesus' name for God's eternal glory. Amen.